You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 181. You have control of the front end of the real estate deal, and now you on the back end, you can choose whatever exit strategy you want. So to have control of the front side and then control which way you want to go on the back side, like, I mean, if you don't have control of the front side, you're, you're at the mercy of other people. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Bam! Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be hosting today's podcast. And for those of you that might be joining us for the first time, what we're going to be talking about is a strategy called wholesaling. Now, what is wholesaling? We're going to be uh, specifically talking about wholesaling real estate. And so what it is, is really to break it down so simple that you can understand it. It's just how to locate deeply discounted properties that you can then turn for huge profits. And there's multiple ways you can do that. We have people that go out there and fix and flip properties. We have people that just simply assign contracts to other cash buyers that do all the fix and flipping. And they just make a little bit of a like what we call an assignment fee. So there's many ways of doing it. But again, to not dig too deep in the weeds just to get you up to up to snuff and up to par. What we're simply here is on this podcast, we're going to deliver ways, strategies, tips, and tricks. And we interview guests that recently just did a wholesale transaction, a wholesale deal. And they're going to share with you step-by-step how they did it so that you can adopt some of those principles and put into action and implement the things that we're talking about on today's podcast episode. So that's what this podcast is all about. It's to help each one of you get better in the game of wholesaling, which is just simply finding and locating these deeply discounted, most of the time off-market properties so that you can turn them for huge profits. So today we have Mr. Mike Whitehead, and he currently lives in Kansas City, and he's got a pretty cool story as he's visiting in Oregon right now, family. Because of real estate, he's able to kind of go out and visit family who is in need at this time and be able to just walk away and things are going still. So it's kind of cool what real estate has been able to provide for him. But recently, he just did a big deal. And I won't talk about the money right now because he's going to share that story so we can get the victory bell ringing for him. But he just did a recent deal that will inspire each one of you because He's not even in like gone through a coaching program. He hasn't gone through our coaching program. This is just a gentleman that's motivated as all get out. And he listened to our podcast, implemented the things that were that were said on the podcast and went out and started doing deals. And so we wanted to bring him on here as a guest to inspire each one of you and motivate each one of you to let you know you can do this. You can do this. There's so many gold nuggets that will be given during this episode and uh, get that pen and paper ready. Get ready to jot down some stuff. But without saying any more, let's get Mr. Mike Whitehead on here. My man, talk to me. How's it going? Good, good, good. So you're out in Oregon visiting, you said your grandpa who had had a fall recently. And you're also grateful that you're in real estate doing wholesaling because you're able to actually drop things and just go out and visit. But 
talk to us, bring us up to speed about a little bit about you and what real estate's done for you. Yeah. So like you were saying, I just did a fairly big size deal. So able have the ability to basically drop everything uh, and come out and be around my family when they're in need. You know, it's a somewhat of a helpless feeling if you don't have that ability. If, you know, if you've got a nine to five and, and you have an 83 year old grandfather who didn't belong up on a nine foot ladder in the first place, but was Ooh. up there way and fell off and broke both his tib fib and, and really bad fracture for a gentleman over, over 80 you know, to be able to drop everything and come out here and be around him and make sure that he's getting the care that he, that he needs. Um, that's a big deal. And so two, two and a half weeks now, and I'll, he just actually got surgery this morning to have the halo taken off his leg. So I'll probably head back to Kansas city here soon, but just to be able to have that ability is, is huge. And, and to have that, that freedom, you know, that's that amazing, Mike. Freedom. I love and, the fact that you take it though, because not just does real estate create that, right. But you're still have the mindset to actually use what you've been blessed with, with some of these deals that you're doing to actually benefit and help your family where it's, it still would be, I guess, to why I, I bring that up is you're a good individual. Not only did you do some deals, but when family needed you, you actually took action and went to go visit them. It's not like, oh, sorry, I'm busy doing, doing business. So you're a good yeah. man just for doing that. And I love it. Yeah. So yeah. Talk to uh, us. So what got you into real estate, my friend? What got you into this? Tell me a little brief history about you and uh, what got you hooked on the podcast and why wholesaling? So I did my first deal uh, in 2013. It was a flip. Um, it was I did it shortly after I, I got my first uh, real estate education back in the day. And, you know, just like with this, you know, I took action right away. I think I uh, it was three weeks almost to the day after I finished the first real estate education the program that I got. And I closed on my first, you know, on the buy side of my first flip, did the flip here in Roseburg, Oregon, and finished it um, actually in the middle of a move. At that time, I was moving down to Las Vegas. So um, finished the flip, made roughly around 30 grand and was hooked from, from there did some stuff down in Vegas with mobile homes and notes and, you know, note investing. Always knew about wholesaling, but never really looked into it until really recently, I would say, basically the first of the year, the end of end of last year. And really what I did is I seen Tom on, on the Bigger Pockets podcast from there, researched him, and then got hooked on the, on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. And I literally listened it, to it from number one all the way up to, you know, whatever you guys are at now, 150, 160, uh-huh. and then went ahead and went reverse. And, and, <laughs> and um, I would say in the middle of going backwards is when I got this, this first big deal. And the deal came from a... Well, let's a, talk about this. this we're, I'm going to set this up a little bit for the listener. This is going to be great. So you're listening to podcasts, you get the bug, you start getting involved in wholesaling. So now to break it down, even to prep this for for our listeners so they can kind of implement no different than what you've done. Where did this lead come from to first to, to start this, like to prep them on understanding on how to get these leads? How did you get in contact with this lead? So this was a code violation list, a little town, I shouldn't say little town, but it's a 
a town next to Kansas City called Independence, and okay. it had it, its own city hall and all that. So I didn't have to get uh, any of the information from uh, Kansas City or the county. Uh, this was its own city hall that I got. Went down to the city hall, got in touch with the guy that did the the code violations and the and the and the data entry. And I knew that I was onto something when I went down and met with this guy. And he was like totally like taken back on why I wanted this information. And <laughs> the fact that I, that he's like, no one's ever asked for this. Like he's like, I've worked here for 12 years and no one's ever asked for this before. So I knew right then that I was onto something. And sort so, of being open and honest with the, or not open, I guess not honest. It's, it, we're always here honest, but to be open yeah. with everyone on the, on the, that's listening today. What's great about this, the code violation, simply people that, I don't know if it's the same in Kansas City, like people here in Utah, if you have your lawn that's grown and it's now 12 inches high, you're going to get a tag by the city was a code violation or your windows are, are boarded up. You're going to get tagged and fined by the city saying, hey, clean this up. And it's a code violation. Is that the same for Kansas City? Well, yeah, for independence, exactly the same. And what, you know, to go further with the with the story and, and the conversation with this guy, he actually took out, um, and maybe this was a bad thing, but I thought it was helpful at the time, but now thinking about it, it might have been a bad thing. But he actually took out the ones, he had the ability to take out the ones that were literally like a one month. So like a person got it, and, and not just one month, but they were the, what he considered the small ones, like so, someone that owned their own place and, and their uh, grass was, was high and the next week they came out and it was fixed. So they didn't even get a violation. They just got like a warning uh-huh. he took out. And that, I, looking back, maybe I might have left those in there. I don't know how many he took out, but he actually did that that little extra step for me. He kind of, he basically broke, broke, it, broke it down to me that, that those really weren't, code violations they're more of like a warning and that someone was there to fix it and so it kind of doesn't fall into the the category of you know someone's not there and the grass is growing and they're just giving up on on the property so well Mark, the key thing on that though that's cool that some of our listeners they could be on a budget as well so you bring up something that's just a natural tip for those that are listening that might be on a on a very tight budget or a strict budget and maybe yeah. their budget doesn't allow them to do a hundred postcards or a thousand postcards or ten thousand postcards. Maybe they have to narrow it down to something so tight. And so, even though you weren't doing it for that reason, that's already a tip and trick in itself. Saying, "Hey, narrow it down to the hottest ones. Maybe the ones that have been sitting on this violation for a long time or had multiple violations." He really narrowed that search into what he thought would be, man, these would be the hottest leads. And so that's always another way to kind of help that budget grow a little bit too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what I found, and I've talked to a couple of people within the tribe recently, what I found my personal experience, if you go down to the city or the County and talk to these people and show them respect and shake their hand and look them in the eye, they will bend over backwards for you. In my experience, these city workers for the most part, you can tell on their face they don't like their job. And especially the code violations people, they, they're they just so used to getting the nasty phone calls and, and stuff. So when you go down there and you smile and you look them in the eye and you shake their hand and show them that, that their job matters in a, in a positive way, man, they, they will bend over backwards. This guy, he, at first, he was so confused about what I wanted 
he told me that, you know, most of the time when people want other lists, and I don't know what those are, but he's like, you know, we charge this and that for, you know, the amount of hours that it takes to, to pull this list. I said, that's fine. It was like, you know, something small, like 25 bucks an hour. I was like, sure, that's fine. By the, t by the time I was done and he got me the list, he, again, he goes, no one's ever asked for this list. This list was so easy to pull that I'm not even going to charge you. Wow. And so you got free leads just thrown to you. The only thing you need to do was pay for just marketing in a postcard or something to go out to them. Correct. And I would say that that's partially because I went down, went down there and met with him and, and shook his hand. You know, I, I see a lot of people say, well, you know, I've called into the county or I've called to the city town center, town hall, you know, so many times. Go down there. If, if you have the ability, go down there. In my opinion, you will get so much farther with so a lot less time and a lot less effort when you get there in front of those people and you just boost their ego a little bit. Tell them like, hey, you know, you're really helping me out. I really appreciate it. I'm going to send your name to other guys that are going to need this list too and, and help them out as well. Like they are just, <laughs> they don't like their jobs. So when you go in there and you give them a little positive boost, they will move mountains for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now from there, now that you have the list in front of you, did you choose to market them by postcard or how did you start marketing to these individuals? Yep. So I got to give, you know, a small shout out to the guys at Yellow Letter HQ. Um, uh -huh. Use them. They were awesome. Easy to work with. They are the ones that have the, the postcard with the picture of the house, the Google picture of the house uh, or the property on the front of it. Yeah. And I got a enormous response uh, rate from that. To date now, from that one mailing, we're looking at five deals, and one five of those deals. one of those deals is an eight eight property package. So eight. Wow! Wow! That is a great response. So yell letter, you use them, you send this out, and then when these people call back, so it's a message saying, or it's a it's a postcard saying you you're looking to buy their home simply that you'd like to buy their home at one two three Main Street for a cash offer. Call me back. Now, when they call back, are you answering these phone calls live or are you sending them to a voicemail? I try to answer them live. I believe this lady, I didn't get to her until later on that day. I called her back. She was like so happy that I called her back. She had never received a postcard ever. So you were it. You were the first person to send, I want to buy your house. Only She's person. excited she, you called. She owned this house outright for five years now she's uh -huh. she had no mortgage on it and she's owned the property for eight years and she's owned it outright for five years and okay. i'm the only postcard that she's ever gotten so however wow. information slipped through the crack with all the other ways that people go about getting you know information she's like yeah i've never received anything from anybody wanting to buy my prop buy this property i've been trying to get rid of it for a year and a half now Wow. So you knew there was motivation there. What was the reason? If you could break it down into one or two things, what was like the standout moment that you're like, man, she wants to sell because of what was her why? So her partner's basically stepson had gone through some hard times at one time. And he basically came to her, not, not the person that, not the lady that I'm talking to, but her partner that was the stepmom and said, hey, I'm going to be a dad soon. 
I'm really looking to better my life. Well, this lady that the seller, she basically went and said, I'll, I'll buy this house and help them get a start and bought the house for them to rent and give them a, a good start. Well, over the years, things just went south and went south bad. And she had not received rent from the stepson of her partner in about three years. She had tried to evict them twice and she did not have the correct paperwork at the court. And this guy knew enough of the court system to basically get it thrown out when she didn't have the right paperwork. And she was just frustrated, super frustrated. She tried to do the right thing twice and got told by the judge, you know, you don't have the right paperwork. And she just was fed up. And yeah, so I knew at that point there's definitely huge motivation and she's just ready to be done. Okay, so you go meet with this seller, you go sit down with her, you found out that she's really motivated, she wants to get out. Ultimately, when you're looking at this home, if it was all fixed up, it sounds like it might have been a distressed property. With it being fixed up, what was what were you looking at? Like, okay, if this home was all fixed up, it would be worth about, what did that number look like? So just over 80, 85 grand. Just over 85,000, okay. And as you're talking to her and now you're talking numbers and, hey, you're making a cash offer, what were you able to put this home under contract for? $12,500. $12,500. So the reason I want to bring these up, these are some key things so you can start to look at. For those of you listening and you're starting to look at, is it possible? Can you get homes at a deep discount? And here's a perfect example of how you can get a home at a deep, deep discount. In fact, 20 cents on the dollar almost. So with that being said, yes, it happens. And it's because so many times you can be an answer to so many problems out there and be a solution to so many problems. And really that's what you're selling. It's not real estate that Mike's going after. It's not real estate that I'm going after. Really what it is, is how can we help people that have real legitimate problems and be a solution to them. And that's what we buy in everything. I buy a pen to write because it allows a, a solution for me to write a letter or to write notes, right? Everything we buy is because it's a benefit. It's a solution to a problem we have. And that's exactly what you need to find in, in wholesaling are these situations pop up. And if we can be a solution to these individuals, the byproduct is you get a contract that allows you to put their there or, or you get a home that you can put under contract that you can then assign or fix and flip yourself. So $12,000 from there, what did you end up doing? Did you send it out simply to cash buyers or did you fix and flip it? What does that look like? So I basically had a guy that was uh, somewhat mentoring me at the time with helping me understand the areas. He already had a guy interested in the property and basically, I did a little split with him. I made 20 grand. He made, I believe, nine grand. And then the rest, uh, we sold it to the, you know, the cash buyer who went and he went and made it a, a buy and hold and still had a, like a crush of a deal because it didn't need that much in repairs. It wasn't in horrible shape at all. Awesome. So hold on, because you got a victory bell coming. So let me make sure I understand this right. It was a deal ultimately that that paid an assignment of twenty nine thousand dollars. 
Your Correct. portion of that $29,000 was $20,000? Correct. My man, hold on, Mike. Let's do this right. Hold on. So we've got the victory bell rang for Mike Whitehead here. So $20,000. And folks, this is what I'm talking about. So Rhino Nation, listen to his podcast. This is real. This is something you can do. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. Mike would tell you too. In fact, I'll ask him right after this. It's not easy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be something that you have to, to, to really put a lot of determination, effort into. But I want you to always think about everything that's brought maybe joys, uh, successes, smiles, and brought your greatest happiness in life. It's always been the hard road. It's never been the easy road. And it's not going to be that for wholesaling too. So we're always up front to let you know, is it going to be tough? Absolutely. But Mike, was that tough journey worth it? It's the, it's definitely the old adage. Like it definitely wasn't easy, but it was simple. You know, there you go. I like that. When you, it wasn't easy, but it was simple. When you really draw back what you guys teach in the tribe and, and what you guys teach in your, in your podcasts, it really was A to B, B to C, C to D. And yeah, was there some crooked lines between those letters? Sure. <laughs> but like now that I've gone through a couple deals, it, it really is just that, like writing the, the, <laughs> the deal, so to speak, between the letters, but it really is A to B, B to C, C to D, and it's simple. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's not easy, or everybody would be doing it, and everybody would be, be gazillionaires. But it's, <laughs> now, it is. Go ahead. Something you brought up, you said you've done five deals since then from even just the code violation list. Yeah. To give people a perspective, in what time frame have you done the five deals and, and what has that in, in gross income, what has that brought into to your household? So the first one was 20. The second one was four grand. The last three, um, I still haven't closed yet as far as on the sell side, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm under contract with them. But like I said, it kind of threw a wrench in the works. I'm, I'm not built up enough yet to where I have systems in place for me, me to be able to leave Kansas City and and still have assistants and, and acquisition managers. So right now, kind of my business is on hold until I get back to Kansas City. But okay. those are, are ready to go. I believe I, as of this morning, have a buyer for the eight property package. Um, that one's been a fun deal, but I've been trying to close it since I've been out here and, and still doing a little bit of work since I've been out here. But by the time when I get back and be able to really dive back into those, I'll have those closed in a very short amount of time. So that's phenomenal. And let's say the two that have already closed the 24,000 in what time frame has that happened? From like, from what the time frame? from what, from when I first started listening to you guys, when I did nope, my- like just from when you actually got your first deal and second deal, those two deals, was it in like a one month time? Was it a two month time, three month time? The $4,000 deal two weeks after I did that $20,000. So that's kind of the perspective to look at is a lot of, there's even people that for maybe an annual income that 24,000 could be it, uh, 30,000, 40,000. Here we are within a month's time, $24,000. And that's the one thing that I want to point out to people is it's possible. And yes, 
you see people across this great nation that can do this and are doing it, that are doing this exact same thing where they're able to make 10, 15, 20, $30,000. Um, a handful of them make over $100,000 every single month in gross income. So well, it's, it is it is a very uh, a reality. If I close this eight pack, this eight property package the way I wanted to, I should make over 60 grand. Wow. See, and that is huge. That is absolutely huge. And this goes back to, and you still have plenty of year left to add to it. And that's already turning into an amazing year. Yeah. Uh, and I may have to get creative with that eight pack because most people don't want all eight, which I'm fine with because probably what I'll end up doing is closing on like, you know, three or four or even five and keeping the other three as rentals. That would be sweet. And that's the other benefit of, of wholesaling. That's one of the things that I'm glad you brought up is pretty soon you get to the point where revenue is in the bank and now you can cherry pick your best deals and keep them for long-term buy and hold, which is truly what is my goal is so that instead of always trading time for money, which me and Mike do currently, now we're working towards a common goal of buying these rentals so that you have passive income, something that you don't physically have to trade your time for. Absolutely. I love it. Well, Mike, my man, this has been an amazing episode. I'm glad we were able to to connect and do this podcast because there's so many individuals out there that this is going to resonate with that are looking for a way of how do they escape the nine to five? How do they escape corporate America? How can they actually get into real estate? And I truly do believe, and I still am firm behind this belief that wholesaling is the best way out there to get involved in real estate. Yes. Can it go into other things? Absolutely. But your initial connection with real estate, I have found no easier way or better way than wholesaling. Is that something that you would second or would you say it's something else? Absolutely. It's, it, I mean, you can't like you have control of the front end of the real estate deal. And now you on the back end, you can choose whatever exit strategy you want. So to have control of the front side and then control which way you want to go on the backside, like that, I mean, if you don't have control of the front side, you're, you're at the mercy of other people. And then right. so you're at the mercy of other wholesalers or agents or whatever is going to help bring you that deal. If you have control of the front side, because that's, that's really ultimately where I'm at now. I'm looking to bring on a VA. I'm looking to bring on uh, acquisition managers. And really, now that I've done this a few times, now it's time to step back and look, just kind of learn how to scale it and scale it properly to where... I've done it once. Now I, now I need to do it 10 times in a month, 50 times in a month and just scale it. So I love it. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, brother. Well, always in closing, we like to do it the same way every time. And that is if you could say one book that has been an inspiration or been helped to you, what book would you recommend to our listeners here at uh, Wholesaling Inc.? Um, I would say Simon Sinek, start with, uh, start with why. Okay. Uh, it's, it's one of my faves. Obviously, all the ones that, you know, everybody, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, all those, you know. Those the, are always the, great I, mindset books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, in closing, I just want to say a big thanks to you, Cody, and Tom, and Brent Daniels. And just, you know, you guys put out so much content and, and basically gave me the, the ability to go and do this. And, and I couldn't have done it without you guys filling in the gaps. Yeah, I've been doing real estate a while. But, again, to fill in the gaps – with the way you guys give content and give away free information every, every day, really. <laughs> I big thanks to you guys. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. Can't, can't thank you guys enough. 
Well, that's an awesome, awesome thank you. And, and you're very welcome. And if Tom and Brent were on here, they'd say you're very welcome. We're here to serve. So we're glad that you're able to find something that you could implement and actually see a big old ROI on that investment. So we're glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we will catch you on the maybe next one when we do an update to see how it's been maybe a few months down the road. Awesome. We'd be happy to. Perfect. Okay, Rhino Nation, this has been another amazing episode where we just heard an individual that hasn't been in it too long and is already finding some great success and is already making a great year, his first year in wholesaling. This could be you. The only difference is what are you doing today to get better? Tony Robbins always says it best when he says, if you want life to change, it's you that has to change. If you want life to get better, it's you that has to get better. And so I always think of ways of what can I do to get better? If I want things to change, it's me that ultimately has to change. And Mike has done a great uh, podcast interview of showing you how the changes that he did and, and all the implementation that he put in place so that he could find these deals. And you can do that. And what I want you to do is go over to Wholesaling Inc. If you haven't already, do it now. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash testimonials, or just go over just to the wholesaling.com uh, website and click on the testimonials tab. And you will be inspired by people that are going to share their story from all across this great nation on how they're wholesaling in this great nation and they're finding success. And it will motivate you, inspire, inspire you to let you know that you guys can do this too. So I highly recommend that. And then also go over to wholesalingsummit2018.com. That is where you can book your seat for our October event in North Carolina. It's going to be in Asheville. The dates are October 15, 16, and 17, and we are actually allowing a handful of seats for non-tribe members. So this is not just for the students. We're also allowing people that are not members of the tribe to be at this uh, live event, and it's October 15, 16, and 17 in Asheville, North Carolina. Go over to wholesalingsummit2018.com. Hold on, let me say that again. Wholesalingsummit2018.com to book your tickets now as they will be sold out and it will be going quick. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on this same great podcast with same great episodes and same great content. Take care. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.